the Broken Twig Podcast with your hosts, Nobes and Hursty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Broken Twig Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the last one, and today is hopefully going to be an even more special one, everybody. So first, what I would like to talk about is if you haven't heard, you know, like the sense, it's been a bit of a tire fire, like a bit recently, but... And there, but Eugene Melnick, like he's been pretty quiet lately. He hasn't really been on news about him. But there's a new thing coming out of Sen's Nation. It's, it's like Sen's Foundation is cutting ties with the Ottawa Senators, which is a pretty big deal. And there's a few reasons why. Yeah, this came out a bit of a random time as no people weren't focusing as much as hockey as there's a pandemic going on. There's a huge movement with Black Lives Matter, but all of a sudden uh, they just cut their ties and it's kind of confusing, but the reason why is it makes sense. Yeah. And if you didn't know, like the Sense Foundation, Eugene Melnick is basically using as like a tax. Like if you didn't know, he basically, he, he resident, like he lives in Barbados, which is obviously for like tax reasons. But so for, there's a lot of like reasons like, First of all, apparently Melnick was charging the Sen Foundation like thousands, like hundreds of thousands in rent, which is just like, you know. Yeah, that's that's way, way extra. Yeah, the tire fire continues. Tire fire said, like, I'm glad I'm not a Sense fan because their future looks really bright, but I don't know how anyone can want to play with Melnick, like someone like James Dolan in New York. Like, if he wasn't the owner of that, then, well, anyway, like, back to the Sens, but, yeah, so, like, and the Sens Foundation, like, basically, like, none of the money that they were making, they raised, like, millions of dollars, and, like, none of it was actually going to the organization, because if, so, if you didn't know, Eugene Melnick got, like, an organ donation, like, a while ago, and it saved his life, so he's, he has, like, a charity for, and his the Sens Foundation, he made it so that they donated a bunch of that money to the charity for, like, organ donation, which, like, it sounds pretty good on the surface. But if you, like, look into it, that organization, like, only, I think, like, half of every, half a cent for every dollar that they make is going to the actual cost, and the rest is going to, like, other stuff. Yeah, uh, according to a uh, list ranking of different charities done by watchdog the ottawa foundation was ranked second last among all nhl uh charities and was found to be very ineffective at some times like you said they're not even using half their money for half their their dollar is not even making it out of the company so they need a they need to like step it up or they needed more funding and they just couldn't get it because they they weren't re-signing. Yeah, that's like, sends, uh, I don't know what's going on there. Like, Melnick out, hashtag Melnick out. Like, that's just like a complete tire fire right there. And, you know, speaking of something else that it's getting really criticized is the GTHL, they've come under fire recently for like, because you can get like a penalty for racism, but before they weren't really releasing like the actual numbers. But recently they have, like, it's the biggest minor hockey, like, organization. But in the past three seasons, 
GTHL referees have called penalties for only 20 racial slurs. So only, so there's like all over 40,000 players, like the biggest minor hockey league. And, and out of the past three seasons, only 20 penalties have been called for racial slurs. Yeah, that's a bit of a low number considering that it should be, you'd expect that there's definitely much more than 20 words said or racial discriminatory slurs said to each other in all these years. And the fact that only 20 were called is beyond, it's way below the bar of what should be. And it brings the question of whether or not the league is racist or the refs are racist or they just don't care. Yeah, like, and I think that the refs just, like, don't care. Some of it might go unheard because, like, I, we're not saying, like, it's they should be, but that number seems a bit low. Like, they really should be stricter. Like, the GTHL, I, I don't know, like, it's a, a – like, you play there and stuff. Like, it, it's a pretty big deal and stuff. Like, so basically, like, if you live in Toronto or, like, the GTA, like, you, like you either play in it or you know someone – that plays in the GTHL. Like, there's some people that live, like, an hour away that travel just to play for him, like, the GTHL. Like, it's, you know, like, yeah, it's, recently it's come under a lot of criticism. It's it's the largest minor hockey league in the world, and it has an, a, a very high – it has over 40,000 registered players. And they – they at first, they weren't uh, – they weren't admitting their – or – talking about and telling people, releasing the stats of how many racial slurs were called during the game for penalties, and now they are, and it's it seems it makes sense why they weren't releasing it because they've been put under a lot of fire and under, like, a microscope now to test, like, the integrity of the league. Yeah, well, this is really, like, big news, and also the G – the GTHL, like, I think that the penalty for saying a racial slur is only, I think it's two games, which is not enough. Like, and I feel like they're treating me differently. Because if you didn't know, like, so my friend, so his coach got suspended for the entire year because he said a derogatory comment towards a female rep. So if that's an entire year, like, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Like, definitely, that's a suspension for the entire year. I don't want to say what he said, but, like, that is for the entire year. So I don't get why saying a racial slur is not similar to that at all. Like, it, I know it's a coach, like, that's an adult versus a kid. But still, like, a, like some of those kids are in their teens and stuff. They should be held more responsible for that. Yeah, I think the racial slur, a homophobic slur, and a misogynistic slur, they should all be uh, criticized or suspended the same amount because these – even though they're kids and it's a kid saying it to another kid, they need to learn the right and wrong and what you can and can't say because they should know that there's consequences for their actions if they say something as horrible as that. Yeah. Well, it's also about, like, it's also about the parents, too. Like, most kids, if they're saying stuff like that, it starts at the top. So the parents, they should be looked into, too. Like, 16-year-old Miles Douglas, like he's 16 years old, he plays in the GTHL for the North New York Rangers. He said that for at least half of the games he played during the seasons, he was targeted with racial with racial abuse, which is way too much. The GTHL should be doing more to 
like combat against this. Yeah, it's it's getting out of hand and the GTHL really needs to step it up and fix its policies or pay gotta have the refs to pay more attention and they gotta do like this this needs to improve. This should it should like if someone says a racial slur, they should be done. And if they say it again, if they do something racially again, they should be suspended at least a year, maybe even two years. Or uh, two years is a bit much for a kid, but maybe like first, if you say if you get a complaint against you once for saying you get to spend for like three games, next time it's for like the until like maybe you have to do like a program like sensitivity training, but like find something because two games isn't going to teach the kids anything. Like, yeah, I disagree with the three games thing. I, I think it should at least be 10 games if they say a racial slur. And it's caught by the refs. If it's not caught by the refs, and maybe maybe like one less game, because because yeah, it could have just been like lot lot. Cause well, like the I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like people lie about it, but I'm just saying if if they hear it ten games at least, if they hear a second time, you're right. They should go through a type of sensitivity training. Plus an well, extra, you should be going through sensitivity training either way. Yeah, plus a uh, maybe like a 25-game suspension for the second time. And the third time is just the whole year, including the playoffs. Yeah, you I should think. not be allowed to play if you say stuff like that. But yeah. how it, can hockey be for any for everyone if this stuff is happening? Well, in, like, in other news, there has been the diversity alliance, which was – assembled soon with a bunch of black former NHL players and like current NHL players but and I think that that is a really big step because that can really make the game be a lot more diversified yeah and also something that another big thing about this is that it's separate from the NHL which that probably is a good thing because then they can do more like against the NHL because it's separate from it. And then maybe like uh, the NHL can adopt it like soon. But right now, I think that being separate from the NHL is a good thing. Yeah, I think that uh, right now, like the with the recent stuff of the Bill Peters to Akeem Alou coming out recently, sort of. But I think like if you look at the NHL, the amount of black players in the league is very low. And it starts at a young age where people experience racism when they're at a young age, maybe in minor hockey in lower leagues, such as the GTHL, and they hear it and they'll quit or they, they won't, they won't like it and they'll stop playing and they'll switch to another sport, which is less, less racially. Like in the NHL, there's still racial stuff happening all the time in this day and age, even with like how little many players there are, you hear all these stories of people coming out from coaches, from other players, from fans. Like, it yeah. this is horrible stuff. It should not be happening at all. If I, yeah, if I if like if I work at an arena, like I'm security, or I'm like watching a game, and the guy beside me calls one of the players on the ice a racial slur, like security should be taking them out of there. Like, you don't deserve to watch like the games if that's how you're going to be treating the players. Like, they're humans, too. They have emotions. You can't just be treating them like that. Yeah, if if I was uh, of 
if I was getting slurs because of my race or my, like, how I am, I would be horrified and in shock. Like, this, this, in this day and age, there's no way this should be happening at all, especially not this much, the amount it happens. Like, that's, it's crazy. It's absurd. Yeah, it should not happen. And... and the, the new program assembled is a, a very big step in the right direction. And it's good that they're separate from the NHL so that they can run it themselves, do it how they want. And I think it's much better for the league. Yeah. And in the long run, like it will be better. So it's a good thing. Well, in other news, let's talk about more like COVID-19. Cause that seems that's like all that's going on. But someone on the Bruins got COVID-19, another person. Yeah, that's that's not good for the playing in. Um, it's going to be much tougher to, to start playing back if there's players that have COVID. Well, they should just treat it like an injury. Yeah, I think they should. Or I think a better way would be to just take the Bruins out of the playoffs. Yeah, Bruins are out of the playoffs. Yep, you can switch them with the Sabres because they're the same division. So yeah, Sabres, like, they've suffered enough. They should go in the playoffs. Bruins are out. Leafs no longer are going to lose to the Bruins. Goodbye, Rat Marchand. Leafs confirmed winning the Cup. We got a conference finals, Leafs-Buffalo, you know. I think I think that's fair to everyone if they would do that. Yeah, and no one will complain because everyone hates the Bruins. Yeah. All right. Um, Vegas has been named a hub city. What do you think about that? I think that is good, but also could turn be it could have some consequences, some problems with it because if everyone's in Vegas. There could be trips like you could just spot a wild Evgeny Kuznetsov just in the casinos taking coke with like Ovi, just chilling there. Well, it, won't be, it won't be all the teams. It'll just be like half of them. And apparently the NHL is trying to get Toronto as a hub city, but that can be tough because the measures here are a lot more strict. Yeah, uh, I, I, I heard that it was most likely – gonna be like eastern in vegas and western in toronto or wherever they could get it but i think that in Ve- vegas is a good city to do it like it's, they have it's the a- hotels but they have all the hotels and like restaurants the only thing is vegas like it's opening soon for all the tourists and stuff but that many people it may be tough that's why like some people want to do it in like in arizona or columbus because that's a lot less people but the only thing is they may not have um, as much like but, facilities for the people. Yeah, but the good thing is compared to other leagues, like with MLB, they, they can't even reach an agreement with the, the players association and the league can't reach an agreement. In the NBA, you got players like Kyrie who, who are refusing to play and stuff like that, even though Kyrie has a track record of saying – like crazy stuff, kind of. Yeah, the earth is flat, everybody, according to Kyrie. The earth is flat, so yeah. I don't think we should trust. But, yeah, you're right about the MLB, though. The MLB, that's, like, complete gong. 
Like people, like why can't they just agree? Like in the NHL, all the players are used to making less than being like half the amount, and the MLB they're all just like yelling at each other and stuff. Like there's no. But I no think much- I think if the NHL can get resumed much faster than the other leagues, that will have a very good effect on the NHL because they will get more viewers, which would help a lot because compared to other sports like basketball, baseball. They have less viewers. Like they, it's not as popular of a sport. And I think if they can Max resume Keller, their sport first, yeah, if they can resume their sport first, like they'll be much better. And don't even get me started on Max Kellerman. He's an idiot. Max Kellerman, like shut up. You say no one cares about hockey. You know, no one cares about baseball. Like it's fading in interest. Like it's an older game. Like no kids even go to the games like everyone they're all trying to change the game because like no one even likes it like come on shut whoa, up whoa, whoa, kellerman, whoa, whoa. Don't you don't need to go after me. baseball you go after max kellerman not baseball baseball is a great sport baseball is good you go after max kellerman max kellerman's a moron he's a moron his takes are stupid there we go max kellerman you suck yeah well, um, one of the max kellerman is not important in america Yes. Well, you know something else that happened recently that's a very exciting event that no one's talking about, but it's very exciting. My jersey came in the mail. For those of you that don't know, like three months ago, I ordered a jersey from this random Chinese website. It was like 30 bucks. It was cheap. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be amazing. It was a St. Pat's jersey. And then it hasn't come for like three months. And it was like an underdog story. It was like a classic movie like underdog story. People were like, Jake, it, it's not going to come. Like, stop giving, taking on hope. Like, it's not going to come. You shouldn't have ordered from that thing in China. Like, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? It finally came. So all of you can suck it because it came and it doesn't even look that fake. It's just like the material is a bit different. It's missing like a patch. But my jersey finally came. And I'm very happy about it. Yeah, the jersey is like you order Morgan Riley and instead you get Cody Cece. You know? It's a good jersey. Don't insult it. It is a more still a good jersey, but it's not as good as the one you expected. Yeah. Well, it is a St. Pat's, so that's good because St. Pat's jerseys, they kind of look fake. Like, if you don't know, like, on the back, it has, like, X's over the numbers, and it looks like it was stitched together last minute. It is a Riley, but, I, yeah, I fully expected it to come with, like, one L in Riley or, like, have, like, no – be, like, R-E-L-L-Y or something like this that. This is the true, the true underdog story of our, our decade. This, yeah. This is the Forget underdog the story of the 2020s. Forget the Vegas Golden Knights. You can suck it. No one even likes you. All your fans are bandwagon. So the jersey came. Like, this is the biggest underdog story. My jersey, St. Pat's jersey, is a complete beauty. and I wear it everywhere. I need more jerseys, though. What jersey should I get next, though? Like, just get a Travis Dermott jersey. No, but my next jersey, I don't want. I'm actually a jersey I want to get is I want to get a Mighty Ducks jersey. From I the think movie. actually you should Adam get a jersey for Ilya Mikheyev because Ilya Mikheyev is better than Jack Hughes. Capo Caco and Kirby Doc based on this season. So yeah. I think everyone knows Ilya Mikheyev should have gone first overall. Ilya Mikheyev for heart. Doesn't even matter that he's like 25 years old. 
Ilya Mikheyev first overall. Exactly. The new Artemi Panarin, but better than Panarin. Yeah, Panarin's a good mom. I'm joking, I'm joking. Panarin is like, and the he best. Makes Panarin look like an AHL player. He's yeah. gonna go out and say that. And he deserves at least 14 million a year. And he should Speaking feel. Speaking of AHL players, what are the Leafs gonna do about Jeremy Bracco? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, he's been, like, they've been grooming him for years, but what are they supposed to do with him? His contract's up this year. They don't have space for him in the NHL. Well, it's clear they don't want to play him. If you look at the players that have gotten a chance ahead of him, I don't, they sh- I don't get why they don't give him a chance. Like, they're not even putting him on the squad when he gets a chance to play. So, clearly, they should trade him. But he has, like, no trade value. No one's going to want him. So I don't know what they were doing, but he clearly was ready. And then this year they didn't give him the chance, and now he's going to be overripe. So just trade him. Yeah, I don't know why he'd want to play here anymore. Yeah, there must be some problem with his, uh, like maybe his attitude or something. Because why wouldn't they bring him up? It's because he's not good defensively. So they don't think he's going to be good enough to play in the bottom six. But I don't get why. When they're looking for a left winger to play with Tavares and Nylander, why don't they just try him? I don't get it. They just kept calling people up, and it's like bums, like knocking. And then they just never called him up. So I don't know why they didn't. I think Ubis is a good GM, but I don't know why they didn't. Do. Yeah, you can't. I couldn't. I don't see him playing with Nylander because right now Nylander has like a kind of weak defensive game with holes in it. And so does Bracco, so that probably wouldn't work out good. But why not play him with Kapanen and Kerfoot on the third line? Why not try that? Maybe flip the wings. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And now he's a free – he's an RFA. If they sign him, they're just – I don't know what they're going to do. They might – if they, they trade him, they can't really him. get much. He has no – he'll basically be able to get like a fifth-round pick for him. So trading him, but they have nothing else to do with him. So they might as well. I don't know if they'll even qualify him though. They might just let him go to free agency because they won't even get anything for him. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, I don't know. Sometimes with players, he's just because he had so much potential, and then it's kind of turned him into nothing. The Leafs aren't bringing them on the roster. He wants to play in the NHL. There were rumors earlier that he asked for a trade, which I'm not sure were true or not. But if I was him, I'd probably ask for a trade. Yeah. Um, he missed a few games this year for personal stuff. So, well, who knows? They might trade him and then it'll turn out to be amazing. Just get like um, like 100 points, like – he, he's more of a passer, so you probably don't get him on in goals. This one's like rookie of the year because they trade him. So, but he has yeah, no trade value. He's been compared a lot of times to with his playmaking abilities to Mitch Marner. Like, he's like got – Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner. Yeah, well, you know what happened with Mitch Marner? He got called up after one year. Why aren't they calling up Bracco? Why aren't they giving him a chance? I don't get it, so – yeah, well, there's, some, there's definitely something wrong with him, and I don't think it's just a defensive game. I think there's another problem, and there's a reason why they can't bring him up. Yeah. Well, at least need to figure out what to do with him, so. 
<sighs> I don't really know. That's another Did situation. They bring them onto their extra roster, their playoff roster. No, they didn't. That's the dumbest thing. Right? You're gonna put, you're really gonna consider Kenny Agostino over Jeremy Bracco? Well, Kenny Agostino's got NHL experience. I think that's probably why they did it. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to bring in Bracco. You definitely don't start in the playoffs because if you put in Bracco and then he gives up a goal because of, like, a mistake he made, like, he's done. He's done. Bye-bye. Get out of here. I don't know why they won't give him one. See, like, here's their extra squad. Least extra I'll see who's getting the, which bums are getting the chance ahead of them. Can't even see. I don't even think that they've like officially announced it yet. But I already know that Bracco's not be on it because they, they did like an exit interview with him and stuff. So yeah. I don't even know why. Yeah. Um, what 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 does that mean for Jeremy Bracco? What does that mean for his relationship with the Leafs? Yeah. I, think, I think it means he's done. I think it means they don't re-sign him. He goes away. RFA compensation. Maybe they get a fourth round pick from it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that fourth round pick turns into like someone good, but awesome. yeah. Who knows? It's an unfortunate situation for both parties. More so Bracco's party because. He probably doesn't want to be a career AHLer. Yeah, but from the way it's looking like he could, he just could be, as he's not getting a chance at all. So well, yeah, there's many teams he could play on. Dmitro Timoshov was put on waivers and he got claimed by Detroit. Like, yeah. if he was put on waivers, he would get claimed in an instant probably with his potential. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not, well, he can't be put on waivers because he's been in the minors, but they just, like, don't qualify. Like, there's a lot of teams, like, he could – you're right, he could go to a team like the Red Wings or something, just rebuilding, get, like, a bigger role, sign, like, a two-year deal, have, like, a big year, and then just sign big for someone else. That's what he should do. And if I was in my them I, like, wouldn't sign a qualified offer. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, just reading more, and it's 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 a rumor that Toronto, the NHL wants Toronto to be the hub for the Western Conference. Yeah, it makes sense, but I'm not yeah, sure. It would be big, and also yeah. they have like the facilities to do it. Yeah, they have the Coca-Cola Coliseum now. It's called. They have the Leafs that ACC Scotiabank Arena. They have another arena. I forget what it's called though. Um, MasterCard Center. Yeah, but there's one more. I'm forgetting it. I have, like, a bunch. And also another thing is they also have – there's a whole bunch of hotels and, like, the arenas that are connected with hotels. So, it'll be – they'll be able to do – so that's why in Toronto it's, like, a big hockey city. So, that's why – so, the hubs, it could be Vegas and Toronto. Sucks, though. The game's just going to be right here and we're not even going to be on the go. Yeah. Wonder how it'll differ though, like with no fans. Yeah, that'll that'll be weird. What if the Leafs win the cup? Is there gonna be no cup rally? Leafs win the cup, no parade. That that would no be a parade. Finally, win the, the cup, cup, like after the players walking through the streets holding the cup. 
which is yeah, with no one outside. No, because yeah. if you look at the Raptors parade, that was the opposite of social distancing. I was crammed between like five grown men. Stuff so, like it was like complete opposite of social distancing. I like I couldn't move. I was just crammed. There's like two million people there. The Leafs, it's like they haven't won since 1960, so that'll be like almost maybe just as crazy if they won't even be able to have it. Oh. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Really yeah. sucks, Senators. Yeah. Well, it's better. At least we win the cup. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, some other news about that, the, the training camps are expected to start on July 10th. Yeah, which is good. That's probably good. Um, With teams like the Leafs, though, they already got players, like, playing, like, right now, like, practicing, like, in Nylander. Uh, yeah, in, Joseph Wolf. Uh, you know Joseph Wolf, he could play a game in the playoffs if, God forbid, like Anderson and Campbell both get hurt. Though I don't really know, but he probably will be the third option because who are they going to play in front of him? Kashmir Kukashu? Kashmir, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Like, they're yeah, um, goalie death chart. They really have, they have five goalies that are basically able to. They're Freddie Anderson. Jack Campbell, Casper Kukasu, Joseph Will, and Ian Scott. But Ian Scott is just coming off surgery, and he's young. He's a year younger than Will. Like, there's no way that he plays. Yeah, and I think Joseph Will will pro. I'd say that they should give him a chance ahead of Kukasu. Well, with Will and uh, uh, Scott right now, they're apparently practicing and getting shots from like Riley and Nylander and some other players, which is yeah, they do. It's just it's good for them to face NHL level shots because they've been Speaking accustomed. Joseph Wolf, Joseph Wolf should come on to our podcast. Trying to get him, everybody. Joseph Wolf, he he's gonna come on to our podcast. He's gonna be an amazing guest. Trying to Joseph Wolf is gonna be the next guest of this podcast. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> trying, but we probably won't be able to. Who? And then and then next, who else next? should we get as a guest? Because we're thinking, like, we need somebody that'll be bad enough that they'll want to go because we're, like, a really small podcast. No, no, I don't think bad enough. I don't think bad enough. Just, like, younger or in the prospect system where more the focus is on, like, the top players. Yeah. I don't think Joseph Will is bad. Like, he's he's a really good prospect. He's the future of the Leafs goaltending. We should get – I'm looking right now at the Leafs depth chart. We should get – Kristen Rubens, he's from, he's from Latvia. He, yeah, he played for the Marlies for the entire year. He's probably playing for, like, the Newfoundland Rollins. He's, like, 6'4". He's big. He's from Riga, Latvia. He won the Kelly Cup when the Growlers won it. Leafs pick. He was signed as a free agent. We should get him on the podcast. He brought... Yeah, probably me good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think right now the Leafs could have an advantage with playing because a lot of their players are, are right now they're they're like on ice because in uh you got Freddie Anderson taking shots from Matthews that's good for both of them. 
Um, got a lot of other players together, like in Toronto. There's a bunch of them. Nylander. No, we do need to decide because we, if we want to grow a podcast, we need guests. So we need our people that we should have as guests. So that's why we should look who is the worst player in the NHL. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to go with worst player in the NHL right now. I think Connor McDavid. I think he's yeah, so Connor bad. Trade him to the Leafs. Trade him to the Leafs where he wants to play. And, yeah, I think that's that's a good idea. So who you should get on? Nathan Horden or David Clarkson. Yeah, we should ask him what he thinks about his contract. Yeah. Well, their contracts are ending. But, yeah, Nathan Horden should come onto our podcast. Absolute Leafs legend. Just eating up that $5.3 million in cap space. Totally being amazing for the Leafs. Nathan Horden is going to be the next guest on this podcast. Yeah, the absolute Leafs legend. You also get Marty Marincin. Yeah. Marty Marincin, though, is he going to be on the Leafs next year? If they acquire a defenseman, I don't think he will be, but... He'll be on the Marlies. Yeah, or he'll we could get the... Jack Johnson. Yeah, we get Jack Johnson for the Leafs and our podcast. First yeah. time, Marty Marincin, Jack Johnson. And then Nathan Horton, and then whoever that guy was that I said. Uh, I don't mean, know. He's so bad at Kristen's Rubens. Kristen Rubens, that's our next lineup for guests, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yet yeah, stay tuned for them to be our guests. I don't know who that is. Kristen Rubens? Yeah, exactly. That's how, why it'll be so easy to get him on our podcast. Okay. Um, talk to him about winning the Kelly Cup. So I don't really know. I'm not really in any position to criticize other people's hockey playing abilities based on mine. It's the biggest grocery stick ever. (laughs) With our positions, how we're playing in hockey, the levels we play at, I don't don't know if either of us are in a position to be (laughs) roasting NHL-level players. Yeah. Connor McDavid, you suck, you absolute bum. No one likes you. Yeah. Connor McDavid for bum of the year. Connor McDavid is going to win bum of the year. Yeah, he should get his contract bought out. They should okay. trade Connor McDavid for Austin Matthews. Exactly. You know, he is the big best Marley out there is Jake Muzzin. Played one game for the Marlies in the conditioning stint. Oh, yeah. Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin is a backbone of the Leafs. This, like, we need Jake Muzzin. Yeah, that signing was great. defensively without Jake Muzzin. Yeah, that signing was great. But... Yeah, I'm really – like, I would consider him the backbone of the Leafs' defense. Riley's amazing, but he's not as good defensively as Muzzin is. Not even close. Muzzin's, like, incredible de- – not incredible, but he's he's very good defensively. He's very physical. He big hits. Yeah, he's very physical. Delivers the boom, and he he's good. Like him, him paired with Justin Hall is a good defensive pair. They're very good defensive. They're defensively responsible. Um, yeah. You know, he's a prospect 
that not enough people talk about for the Leafs, Joseph Dizak. Like, I know I'm probably being a biased Leafs fan. He's 22 years old. He's a defensive. He was signed out of college. He was a free agent. They signed him out of Maryhurst University in his final year as a defense. He got 47 points in 37 games. That's really good. And in his first year, in this year, he split the year between the Growlers and the Marlies, and he was really over a point per game with the Growlers, got 18 points in 23 games with the Marlies. He's actually really good. He won, yeah, in 2018-19, he won the NCAA Best Defenseman and Player of the Year. Yeah, also, like, a lot of people... Yeah, uh, and he was are, also a finalist for the Hobie Baker Award. Another player that are kind of, like, underrated, not underrated, but, like, is, like... Uh, uh, Miko Lettinen, because people talk about his incredible offensive game, but people don't talk about that. He's actually pretty good defensively, and he could be a defensive stud. He could be a, a two-way stud defenseman for the Leafs. Well, I don't know. I when the second they signed him, the first thing I did was I went to my computer and searched up Miko Lettinen highlights. I had no idea who he was, but yeah, he seems pretty good. But a lot of his points are on the power play, though. That's the only thing, so I'm not really sure. And also, because, like, I haven't watched any KHL games, so I don't know how he is defensively. I just see, like, the highlights, and I see all the good plays, but I don't know about the bad plays. I don't know how good he is in his own net. Probably know he can just cherry-pick at the blue line the entire time, and that's how he finally got so much points. Because before, this year he was really good, but before that he was not, like, I'm not saying he was bad, but he wasn't a great well, I, I disagree with you. I think that you you don't win three players of the month and, and KHL defenseman of the year with with just just points like that. You got you got to have like another part to you. Like look at this year, Roman Yossi versus John Carlson. One is mostly just offense. The other plays like a really solid two way game that gets a lot of points, which is Roman Yossi and Miko Lettinen is could be like a similar guy to. I'm not saying. Miko Lettinen is Roman Yossi, but he could play like a similar style to him where he gets a lot of points, and he's really solid defensively. Well, this year he played in the KHL, which is the hardest league, and he suddenly did really good. That may be because before that, his highest point total was 29, and he got that in the Junior A Liga and also in the Normal Liga. But before, and that was his highest point total in a single season before – this year, so I don't know. It seems a little bit suspicious to me. Well, yeah, you never know. Like a, he could have, he could have just broke out. I think he had a breakout year, and I think he'll he'll probably build on that season. And next year with the Leafs, he'll get a hundred points and win the cup. I mean, win the heart. His list of achievements is pretty long. So this year, his just his achievements is KHL All Star game. KHL Defenseman of the Month for three straight months. KHL Defenseman of the Week for two weeks. KHL Most Assists by a Defenseman. KHL Most Goals by a Defenseman. KHL Most Points by a Defenseman. And KHL Best Defenseman. That is a lot of awards. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, he's... He's a he's a solid player. Like he got a, a that's a lot of points to get. Like it's very good. Um, gets a lot of rewards for himself. 
and I think he he could be re- very good for the Leafs. Like this year, um, he finished with a uh, what's um, he had a good good plus minus. He was plus twenty six, which normally happens when you get a lot of points. But if you look at players like Lightsider, who led the league in points and still finished minus seven and plus. What minus. happened to your audio? Your audio was fine. Then now it just sounds like you're underwater. Are you drowning? Thirsty? Do I need to go get you? Can you hear me now? I don't know why, but your audio is cutting out. Maybe you should get out in that water tank. Whatever. You don't need to talk. Your opinion's crap, anyways. I'll just talk. Whatever. Okay. Well, if you can, can you hear me now? Whatever. I'll just talk. All right. So you know, now let's talk about my five favorite numbers between one and five. So number five. I'm going to have to say three. Pretty solid number, but not amazing. All right, well, uh, anyways. Okay, well, 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 well. Enough with your uh, garbage takes. Let's let's talk about, my opinion, the least most underrated prospect, Mikhail Abramov. He was picked in the fourth round by the Leafs in 2019. And over the past two years, this year, last year, he put up in the QMJHL with the Victoriaville Tigress. He put up 54 points in 62 games. Um, in the playoffs, he put seven seven points in eight games with six penalty minutes. So um, he seems like a pretty good player this year, though. He topped it 35 goals in 63 games with 70 point, 76 points, which to me is really good for someone like of his caliber. I think he's a good player. He's he's very underrated, not talked about at all, and yeah, I think he has he has some good potential. Yeah, or he could just be another boss, but whatever. All right, well, next, something else I want to talk about is that the Masterton nominees were announced. So it's a pretty list because there's one Masterton nominee for every team. So, um, but yeah, there were some like notable notable one ones. Like for example, Zach Kyman was nominated. For the Yeah, he's a player who just came. He came off like so, shoulder surgery in the off season, and then came back and had a career season. So. Now you're fizzing out. Now you sound like you're underwater. There are a few deserving players. But yeah, well, Robin Leonard won it last year, but this year I'll list off some of the nominees. Well, for the Canadian teams, it was Mark Giordano for the Flames, Connor McDavid for the Oilers, he, Sid Weber for the Canadians, Bobby Ryan for the Suns, another player and deserved. Jacob Markstrom for the Canucks, he can build a case too, and Mark Let- Letestu for the Jets. Mark Letestu? I completely forgot about him. I didn't even know he was still in the NHL. Yeah, Mark Letestu. Or Letestu. Letestu. Letestical. Mark Letestical. He's relevant to Masterson, possibly. I don't know. Out of that group, it may be a bit biased, but I would go with Hyman. 
Nah, I'm, I'd say either Bobby Ryan or Connor McDavid. Bobby, like, no, no offense, but that Bobby would be the crap. And that's just a bias nation. Bobby Ryan, he was addicted, like, he had alcohol problems, and then he came back, got a hat trick. Like, that's the most heartwarming story of the year. And don't say David Ayers, shut up, everybody. And then also, like, Connor McDavid, he had a surgery that normally for most people, that'll take, a, like, a year to recover, and he just doesn't even miss a game. That is amazing. I saw the documentary, and what he did was just absolutely amazing. Like, he... You know, the only he, thing with the Bobby Ryan, I think Bobby Ryan is an incredible story, what he did, what was great and all, but he only he only did it in one game. Like, Bobby he's Ryan... Also, but he also came back and stuff, so I feel like but all, another player who was nominated, who shouldn't get some talk about, is what's his name? The Flyers guy. I don't know why I'm blaming on this. I literally have the list right in front of me. Oscar Lindbaum, like he oh, had yeah. cancer, and that's a pretty big one. That was so yeah. dumb. Yeah, the list was like right from. Yeah. He cancer. That's a that's a, like a. Yeah. But if. Is I wonder if he'll be back for the playoffs. Is Masterson for off the ice or on the ice? Just hardest working player on and off the ice. If he had to go through a lot or something. Yeah, personally. The definition is the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. So it's basically like on and off the ice. But it's mostly like the person who had to go through the most off the ice. Like, that's basically who was given to every year. I'd, well, yeah, yeah, I'd probably the, say either Bobby Ryan or Connor McDavid. Or I, I think Oscar Lindblom should be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. And look, Connor McDavid's story is great, but people got to stop, stop giving him everything, okay? But he did. That was amazing what he did. That's just amazing workout. Like I saw a documentary. He had to work out like every day. He had to go through some really tough rehab. But he that's you can just tell that he loves the game because he knew he could not miss a single game or else the Oilers were gonna be screwed. No offense to Drysdale, without McDavid, the Oilers are nothing. Yeah, are complete crap. I would kind of want him to miss a season, not because I want him to miss a season, but because I want to see how Drysdale plays without him. I'm I'm one of the people who believe Drysaitel is super overrated and he would struggle a lot without McDavid carrying through the power play and such. So I maybe if they trade Drysaitel, uh, McDavid to the lead for Martin Murray and you'll see Drysaitel by himself for a year or two. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. You know who was nominated for the Blue Jackets? Nathan Gerby. He beat Travis Sanheim in a fight and he's the biggest guy in the league. Five four or however tall he is, I don't care. Yeah, yeah that's not much I'm, of a comeback story, but um, that's still that's still so amazing. He's beat Travis Sandheim should feel bad. Yeah. What about comeback team of the year? The bunch of jerks came back and overcame John Don Cherry's criticism and keep being jerks. So. Yeah, you know what's a bit another big comeback story? My jersey coming. That is the biggest comeback yeah. story. It was like, you know what? You know what? Nope. I think I think you deserve 
the comeback. Your jersey deserves comeback player of the year. Yeah, Masterton Trophy, everybody. Everybody suck off on getting the Masterton Trophy because my jersey came, so you're going to suck it. Yeah, exactly. That's the I biggest. Vote Nob's jersey, Nob's jersey for, uh, for Masterton and voted for Calder. It was jersey yeah, Calder. Of the year. Yeah, once the game's come, I'm going to wear it. Along with my Marner jersey, and it's gonna like rotate them. Riley Marner, Riley Marner. Yeah. This is what we talk about now that hockey's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my jerseys to Maple Leaf Square when I never get when I don't get to go because we're not gonna be allowed. Yeah, it's gonna suck. Okay. No. The thing that I want to talk about is the thing that we should see. Because if you didn't know on Cap Friendly, they do have a tool where you can enter mock trades and do stuff like that. And I think that we should see what some people have to say would be some good trades. Yeah, let's go through some Cap Friendly. I'm just going to pull up the Cap Friendly. Uh... I already have some pulled up. We can, like, rotate. So first one that I want to go over. Wait, I can't find it. What the hell? Well, if you know, Eichel recently, he said that he would, that he's frustrated with all the losing in Buffalo, so, like, who wouldn't be? And this is an interesting one. Eichel to Edmonton. By See what this trade is looking like. It's Eichel to Edmonton. It's Eichel to Edmonton exchange for Oscar Clefbaum, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he's a UFA at the end of this year, so I'm I'm guessing it's like so, a final trade. So Clefbaum, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Tyler Benson, and a first for Jack Eichel. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the trade right now. I don't think this is a trade that gets done. I don't think this is a trade that Buffalo makes. If or, Buffalo if Buffalo's trading their franchise center. You gotta get at least like another franchise type player in return, or like a, a bunch of prospects. If they're yeah. trading Eichel, they should try and get uh, some prospects and stuff. But and also getting, like a lot of these good players, two a lot good of these players and a late pick. A lot of these players, I don't think, uh, I don't think Edmonton would want to give up either, though. So I don't and. I don't know why they'd want to give up, like, they wouldn't give up Clefbaum. He's one of the main pieces of their defense. And same with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He said multiple times he wants to sign Edmonton. And also, why would Eichel go to Edmonton? That's the dumbest thing ever. They literally have McDavid, Dreisaitl as their two centers. So is Eichel going to be, like, their third-line center? Like, is Dreisaitl going to have to move to the wing? I just don't see a fit at all Yeah, this is Edmonton. I don't know why yeah. you go there. Yeah, so, okay, next trade. This um, trade, I rate it dumb on a scale of dumb, okay, and amazing. I rate it dumb out of 10. All right, which, which trade do you think we should do next? I'm going to go for another Eichel trade. This one is Eichel to Tampa, and this is also a really stupid trade. Okay, I'm going to go to a different trade. No, let's let's read this out. Let's okay. see. Okay. Jack Eichel to Tampa for Tyler Johnson, Ryan McDonough, 
Cal Foot in a second round pick. Okay, so, so first of all, why would Eichel go to Tampa? Again, there's top centers. It's Braden Point. Steven Stamkos can also play center. So is Sorelli going to have to be like the third line center? Like, what are they going to do? That's just the dumbest fit ever. And that's not equal trade value. Tampa would not trade Ryan McDonough. He's one of the main centerpieces of their defense. Cal Foot is basically like the only prospect that they have in a second round pick. This is an, just another dumb trade, people. This Look, if, if Tampa's trading for Eichel, Sorelli's in the deal. It's Sorelli plus, and Tampa's not trading Sorelli. Hey, hey, you know something? This is by the same guy, St. Dennis 13. I know why. It's because St. Dennis 13 is an absolute moron. <laughs> I rate this trade idiot out of 10. Yeah, St. Dennis 13, no one loves you. <laughs> okay, calm down. All right. Well, this is one. Um, this is uh, this person, they don't, and the title is, please comment your thoughts. I think this is a really good trade. Dan the Goat 268. So this is a trade that he thinks is really good. Um, oh, my God. Oh, oh my. my. Logan Couture and Joe Thornton for William Carlson and Max Patrick. First of all, Joe Thornton is a free agent. So is it like a sign-in trade? I don't know what. No. William Carlson, I know he had a bad year. He still has 46 points in, in 63 games. And that's ready. He had a bounce back year. He had 66 points in 71 games. He said, I think this is a really good trade. You know, I think you're a complete moron, Dan the Goat. Yeah, like um, Max Pacioretty, he had 30 goals this year. He had over 30 goals. You're trading. And Logan Couture, he's not that great defensively. You're, Logan Couture is similar to William Carlson. And you're with with a more expensive contract, and you're telling me you would do Max Pacioretty for Joe Thornton for a free agent, forty year old or whatever Joe Thornton? Like no, they, yeah, both of those I'm, players are over the age of thirty five. Yeah, I'm commenting my thoughts. My thoughts. This is a bad trade. This is not a really good trade. Um, there's a lot of sharks bias in here. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even trade Max Pacioretty for Couture and Thornton. I'm sorry. That's the dumbest thing ever. All right, let's do it. What's another trade? Another Eichel. Uh, uh, I'm just reading this Nylander for Nylander. I want to check this out quickly. Oh, yeah, um, I saw that. Connor Murphy and Alex Nylander in a third-round pick for William Nylander. Nope, another trade. This is horrible. Yeah. Um uh, I'm gonna. There's a couple. There's two Eichels to Montreal. I'm gonna look at this one first, and then we can look at the other one after. This one is. Oh my god! I'm not gonna take this serious. This yeah, person says see, Buffalo to Buffalo Montreal Eichel trade might be go, might be too much going to Buffalo, and it's Eichel for Druen two seconds and a third. What? Eichel for Druen two seconds and a third. How would that be too much going to Buffalo? Uh, Drew is a second line player at most. What? Uh, uh, what? Eichel, he is going to be worth at least a first round pick and more because Eichel is a franchise player and they don't even give up a first. Drew Ann is a second line center. So they'd have to give up, I'd say, like the Canadians, it does, the fit does kind of make sense because they have been looking for a number one center for a while and they would give them that. 
that Eichel doesn't really want to go to a Canadian team. And also, so it would be Drew, I'd say probably if they, because they want to trade Drew in. So I'd say Drew in a first and then probably another prospect. That, that's how another. Far, like, how far are people's heads up their own asses when they type this stuff? Like, what? I haven't seen one even close to good trade yet. I'm going to this next Montreal trade. I rate that trade stupid and dumb out of 10. Like, uh, what? What is this? This is worse. I go in a seventh for Druin. Come on. Guys, Druin is not equal worth to Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel is a franchise player. Jack Eichel is worth is a first overall pick. Jack Eichel can make a team be good. Jonathan Druin is a second-line center that's been hurt for most of this year. Jack Eichel is worth eight Jonathan Druins. Like, yeah. come on. If the, if the Habs want to do it, they have to give up. Not like Cole Caulfield, because if they're already giving up first, but maybe they have to give up. They have to give up Jonathan Druin, a first, like Jesse Ullman, and then may, and then another prospect too, at least. I rate this trade Jonathan Druin is ass at a ten. Yeah. Okay. Now let's see one. Let's see a trade. Ooh. Those two leads. Brady to Chuck to Tampa. This seems like a good one. So it's Brady to Chuck to Tampa in exchange for Alex Florin, Eric Cernak, Anthony Sorelli, and Cal Foot. You know I can't see me right now, but I'm really, literally shr- like putting my arms in the air. It's the dumbest trade ever. First of all, Ottawa wouldn't trade away Brady to Chuck. Second of all, Anthony Sorelli is good. He's one of the most underrated players in the league. Like he should be considered for the selfie. And so and then you're also getting up Calfa, literally the only prospect in the lightning, because they trade away all their prospects and all their first. Then Alex Kaur, another NHL player, he got fifty points. He got almost fifty points in, in sixteen games this year. Eric Cernak, he's basically like a fringe NHLer, but that's fine. But that's the dumbest trade ever for both teams. Yeah, Do people that post sense. here just not have a brain? It's created by Nighthawk. I'm gonna, I'm, I want to look at this trade here. It's Nylander for Suzuki and Kod Kanyemi. That's okay. interesting. But first, I want to look at Montour for Kapanen and Lise Joss Manson. Look at Montour for Kapanen. We got, oh, it's just straight up Montour for Kapanen. Um, no, that's not bad. That's not terrible. But I don't, I don't know how this gets done. That doesn't help the least cap situation at all. Well, now let's look at the Nylander for Suzuki Cock and Yummy thing. Wait, wait, wait. First, first, let's look at the least Josh Manson. Least Josh Manson. Well, at least Josh Manson, he wouldn't be bad to go in the Leafs. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if this trade happens. Josh Manson and Kessler on LTIR for Andreas Janssen a second. You'd probably need more than Andreas Janssen in a second to get Manson. Yeah, well, I don't get – but the thing is, I don't get why the Leafs would take on Kessler's LTIR. They're already so much against the Caps. So it's yeah. gonna, and they have, like, no LTIR space, so I don't know why they take them. And on, I, this trade is going to anger both, both Ducks and Leafs fans. See, look. The Leafs, 
they literally, if they did this trade, they'd be negative $10,000 over the cap. They'd be 10 million, I mean, not 10,000, 10 million dollars over the cap. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Don't you even look over your trades. Matt, without Kessler, without Kessler, it's a decent trade. The Leafs would have to add in a bit more. But the I think Leafs would have to add in like a first. They're giving up a second too, but like the Leafs would have to, yeah. Like. Okay, now let's look at the Nylander for Suzuki Kotkaniemi. Yeah. Let's see. Um, what? Nylander? Okay. Noah, explain this one. Okay, uh, we got Nick Suzuki, Jasperi Kotkaniemi, and a third-round pick for Nylander, Bracco, and Lilligren. Um, no. There's no anger. Both have another one that both teams, that the fans mm. of both teams will absolutely hate. If I'm, me, if I'm the least, I'm pissed off. I'm not doing this. If I'm the Habs, I'm not doing this. If I'm Nylander, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Jeremy Bracco, like we said before, he has no, he has like not much trade value. Timothy Lilligren, he has some trade value, but he better, you better hope that he can make the team next year. And then Nick Suzuki, he's like, he had a really good rookie year. He's kind of underrated and stuff, so he's good. He's like get, he had a bad year. He got caught, sent down, but he's only 19. You never know what could happen. He could turn out to be good, and he just had a bad year. This time, a sophomore. More slump. It's not too. This is bad for both teams because on one hand, the Cavs are basically giving up on Kakanyemi and trading young talent, which they, which right now what the Cavs should be doing is just getting more young talent and they're just bringing Nylander who they don't really even need. And like this is just a dumb trade. All the, the also, why would the Leafs give up Nylander for yeah, young? I don't get, people keep saying that the Leafs should trade Nylander. I don't get why. Nylander is good. I was one of the only people that when he signed his contract that was saying it's a good deal. He's making yeah, six. a great deal. Yeah, it's not a great deal, but if you look at, people are comparing it to David Pasternak. But if you look at David Pasternak's numbers before he signed the deal, they're pretty similar to Nylander's. Like, when David Pasternak signed that deal, it was looking like a good deal. And people are saying, like, Leo Dreisaitl. I'm just saying, when Dreisaitl signed that deal for $7 million, People were saying that it was a bad deal, and look what he did not. Like, I get that he's pretty overrated. He's still, like, a really good player. He led the league in points this year, so. Yeah, I think I'm going to rate this deal uh, not not fair. At a, bad for both sides out of 10. Yeah, can we just get one trade that's actually good and actually makes sense? Why is moving Nylander wise values high? Why are people obsessed with moving Nylander? Oh my god. Oh my god. I said moving Nylander. Okay, so this trade. Oh my god. William Nylander and Justin Hall from Mackenzie Winger, Nolachari, and a second round pick. Do you have a break? Because you should really get one because you're a dumbass. So trading Nylander wise values high. If his value is at zero, if he put up 10 points next year, they still wouldn't do that deal. Yeah. And then, and then to make it even worse, they add in Justin Hall. He's one that he's found really good chemistry with Jake Muzzin and has had a breakout year this year. Then it's out of him. 
um, Justin Hall has more trade. So Justin Hall has more trade value than both of those. And William Nealander has like double their trade value as double mm-hmm. of Mackenzie Weaver and Nola Chari's trade value. And you're just gonna add the second that doesn't do anything. Still, no disrespect to Mackenzie Weegar and Nola Chari, but they're nothing compared to Nylander. They aren't anything. What? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I wouldn't even take that without Justin Hall. I'm out of here. I'm not looking at that trade. All right, let's, let's see if there's a good one. I'll try and find one. Okay, how about this one? It's do something Bottero, and it's the Canucks against the Sabres, two teams that have suffered for long. Let's see if they'll continue to suffer. Rasmus Ristolainen for Brandon Sutter, Adam Gadette, and a third. This is the first trade that I don't absolutely hate right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, this is the I first trade Sutter, I His contract's a bit bad, but, like, he still got almost 20 points. Like, it's not horrible. Adam Gadette, he's young. He could turn something good. And that's what the – but the only – and the third, which uh, – the only thing that I don't know is I don't really know if the Canucks will really need a rest of the line. Their defense is already pretty good. So. I think this is a trade that can – I think the Canucks will go for a defenseman. But I, I think they would need to add in – maybe the third would be a second – or they need to add in something else. I don't think it's enough to get Ristolainen, even though I do think Ristolainen is very overrated because his defensive game isn't very good. Um, they could use it. So um, their right side is Tyler Myers, Troy Stetcher, and Chris Tanner. So they don't really need like a right side defensive. They could use them. But if they did, they'd probably trade Stetcher or Tanner. Or like yeah. they probably moved side, better. Their left side is Hughes, Edler, Jordy Ben, and Oscar Fantenberg. So maybe they might move Stetcher and just move him over to the left side or something. So, I think, but right now the main problem for the Canucks is just their bottom six, which getting rid of Sutter would help get rid of some of that. But yeah, yeah. well at least it Bottom's forehead. Finally, we found someone's not a complete idiot. I rate this trade a 6 out of 10. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. 7 out of 10, actually. Okay, let's let's find a different trade. Um, I'm going to look for... Uh, 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 uh. Let's find that trade. How about this trade? This tree is called, Now This Is Just Funny. Let's see if this will make us crack up because of how horrible, absolutely horrible it is. I already, I haven't even fully looked at it. is. So, Rio Kenna. Um, what the hell? This trade's probably trying to troll us. It's Carey Price for Anton Roussel, Brandon Sutter, Louis Erickson, and Jacob Markham. I'm not even going to look at this trade because by look. looking at it, it gives this person a platform, a platform to be an absolute idiot with no friends. Look, look, look. This trade, I'm going to be honest, this trade is better than trades we've seen before today. Yeah, that's true. This it's trade better. is supposed to be. It's, it's not, I, it's probably just a joke, but yeah, like it's not. Yeah, this trade is literally supposed to be a joke, and it's still better than some of the trades we've seen so far. I'm going to go with this one. This is called trade. Trade. That's how you know that's good if it doesn't it's even give you a Capitals. Um, hmm. This is an interesting one. I don't know how that helps the Blues, though. Uh, I'm going to look at a different one. I don't really. 
Arizona, Detroit. Let's look at Arizona, Detroit. Arizona, Another, there's not really anything trade. Jason Demers for Luke Glendening. Sure, do it. I don't like. Okay, I'll find another one. All right, this is one This is one that's that's been trading recently. It's by no It's uh, it's Nashville and Detroit. So it's so um Nashville gets Justin Ablocator, Luke Glendening, and and Taro Morosi for Kyle Turris and Callie Yarncroft. This trade I don't really hate. It doesn't really do much. It's just like trading away bad contracts. Taro Hiroshi, though, he could be pretty good. No, he's like 22, but he could be pretty good. And then Kyle Turris, he had a really bad year this year. So This is also kind of another nothing trade, but I, I don't know. It doesn't really help either side very much. Yeah, it doesn't like it's one of those trades where it doesn't really hurt them, but doesn't. I feel like though it'll throw. Though, yeah, because Kali Youngcroft, he's pretty good. He got 34 points this year. Tara Hiroshi, he's young, and then but yeah, you're right. It 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 just it's like a trade. It's not really much. Let's do a few more, and then we'll probably sign off for today. Yeah. Um. Oh, needle, needle and haystack. It's a three-team trade. Leafs, Buffalo, and what the f- what? This this messes with my head. I'm not doing this. Yeah, three-team trades are kind of like messing. But just that you need to know the Leafs. This is just something that you need. No, we're not going to go on this trade. I just want to say this in a second that the Leafs trade Tyson Berry and Kasperi Kapanen for Curtis Lazar. Okay, now you guys probably know all you need to know about this. Here, let's go to the guy before that sucked. Big Dennis Thirteen. See if he has any other dumb things. I can only go to recent trades. Um, let's see. A refresh. Uh, what's uh, um? Let's keep going down. How about this one? Um, oh, this is another Jack Eichel one. Eichel Plan D. No, this is another one. It's Jack is um, a trade. It's let me in on the Jack Sweet Stock with the right to offer more crazy offers. This is by Nighthawk. We've seen one of those trades before, and I, and I don't remember which one it was, but I just remember it was one of those absolute dumbass trades. So this is Jake Vertanen, Bo Horvat, Thatcher Demko, Tony Union, and a second round pick for Jack. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Before you even read the other side, this is dumb. This is dumb. Vancouver wouldn't trade their captain. They wouldn't trade their future goal. Well, they might trade Demko, but why would they trade their captain? I don't – that's stupid. This so. trade, the trade value may be equal, but it's dumb. It's not practical at all. So, Thatcher Demko, he's their goalie of the future. Bo Horvath. Well, not, really, not really. Jake, Pietro kind of is their Yeah, it depends. So, Jake Vertanen, he's – he hasn't really broke. He had a, pre, a kind of a breakout year this year. He's been sort of a bust so far, but you never really know. So, and then in the second, so like this, it's equal in value, but it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It just seems like the trade that I, I don't know why they want to offer that. Let's do two more. Okay. Um, I found one. This is not serious. This won't counter it. 
Eichel, Middlestat, and Ristolainen for Carl Alsner, Thomas Tatar, Noah Juleson, Ryan Paling, a first and second round pick. Yeah, yeah. What are they going to do next? You know, let's do Jack Eichel. It's either hey, for the Eichel trades, it's either like Jack Eichel for a sixth round pick or Jack Eichel for seven first. There's like no middle ground. Hey, I've seven. seen this. This dude had a decent trade before. So I'm going to look at it. It's Board Thoughts, Habs and Canucks. Ooh, this is interesting. Max Domi in a second round pick for Sven Berchi, Antoine Roussel, Sutter, and Cole. Lynn Cole. That's a bit of a bad trade, though. And Cole Lynn? Yeah, because yeah, Cole, Cole Lynn, Lynn, he's a pretty underrated prospect for I'm the I'm not going to look at that. I, I don't think that's a good trade. I'm going to look at someone else. Please, Flyers. This is by Mitch1 underscore six. It says maybe. It's Leafs Flyers. Scott Lachlan and Pete Myers for Captain and Dermot. No. Pass. Yeah. Lot uh, this trade, it's just like basically two AHLers for two NHLers. Why would you do this? You are an idiot, Mitch16. Oh, this, this looks like an interesting trade. It says Dougie. It's a Dougie Hamilton trade, New Jersey and Carolina. Let's oh, see. boy, let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Dougie Hamilton for Michael McLeod, Riley Walsh, Nolan Foote, and a first and second round pick. Yeah, the thing is, this is a trade that a rebuilding team would do. This seems like the trade that the Devils would do if they're training away Dougie Hamilton. But why yeah. in the world would the Hurricanes do something like this? The only reason... The only th- reason why the Canes would trade Dougie Hamilton is if they're getting a player that can play right away and be a great player right away. But they're not going to train him for futures. And this trade, some may argue it's too, it's too much because it's two pro. It's three. It's like basically a three like B plus A minus prospect, a first and a second, which is up for Dougie Hamilton. But I just don't get the point of this trade. For either team, though. Just another one of those trades. Even though some people may say that's equal, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, I'm done with this. Let's talk about something else that's not about these complete idiots. That have nothing that Wait, I, I think I, I got one more trade. They dropped on their head as a baby. One more Eichel trade. Eichel to Minnesota for Dumba. Oh, this is, this is a kind – it's a pretty good – Dumba Kovanov, a first and second round pick for Eichel. That's that's okay. It, yeah. You need to add Dumba more. It's like a first, and it is pretty good because if the Sabres do decide to trade wrist and line, Dumba would not be a bad person to play with Dowling. I do not actually hate this. Like, I know. The only problem is, you're not getting enough. Buffalo's not getting enough here. Yeah, because, like, like, well, like I said, it is a first and a second, though. So, basically, is like Eichel. So, it's a quality player and then a first-round pick. The thing is, it is Pittsburgh first-round pick. So, that'll be probably later because if they're going to get Eichel, they, like, the Sabres will want to get a top prospect. I just don't see the quality here in tra- in, for a franchise player. I just don't really see it. Like, this is by XX Burger, XXX. So it's not a horrible trade, but um, I just don't really feel like the value is there. Yeah. Well, yeah, so 
I think that that's enough trades. Let's see if there's any other news. Yeah. The mock trades, those are like so bad and some of these people do not deserve to watch hockey. He knows I'm saying hockey is for everything. We should grow the game. Yeah, look, we don't want a bunch of idiots grow to watch it. We want smart people and people that will actually be good to watch it. Because we don't want to get the image of having people that think that Jack Eichel should be traded hey, from, for um, for Jonathan Drew. those are not the type of people that we want watching this game. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think that's enough dumbassery for today. I think that we should yeah, end I the episode. That was, that was interesting. Those were some interesting trades. And yeah. Yeah. Remember, everybody, my jersey for Masterton Trophy. Everybody. Yeah. And everybody. No, no, Riley jersey for the Masterton. Yeah. And now, everybody, thank you for listening to this. I hope that you really liked it. And if you did, Stay tuned for more episodes. We're posting every Sunday at 7 now, finally getting onto a schedule. And thank you, everybody, and goodbye.